It's simple, really. You have a choice. Either listen to Sports Grid and get the winning edge. Or don't. And get really good at explaining things to your increasingly impatient wife. Happy wife, happy life, dude. You're listening to Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 800-515-6341. 800-515-6341. 800-515-6341. Again, that's 800-515-6341. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Level three. This is Sports Rage. I am Morenci. We're kicking it, Sirius XM, Channel 1, 5-9, Sports Grid Radio Network. So we'll welcome our AM radio affiliates back in a couple of moments. So a World, a World Cup, Cup qualifying. Honduras, Honduras Panama. Honduras, Honduras plus 125. Panama. 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 Panama plus 240. Canada. Canada. Canada against Costa Rica. Canada, minus 188. Uh, they're playing in uh, in Edmonton, Alberta, and it's freaking cold. 24 degrees. That's cold for you, Matthias. 24 degrees. You ever been in 24-degree weather before? I have, Gabe, actually. When I lived in New Mexico for six months, it got it got really cold for uh, for a little bit while I lived down there. In New Mexico? Come on. How cold can it get in yeah. New Mexico? Gets that it got really cold, Gabe. That was when I first started playing soccer uh, at a high school. Snows there and stuff? Play, it was snowing right. in New yeah, Mexico? It did. That was the first time I woke up to snow, and it was and I, my my room was right next to the heater too, so I was kind of lucky. But I remember uh, I practiced around five thirty six in the morning, and the first time it snowed, the field was covered with ice, and I've never experienced something like that in my life, and I hated it. I I, I hated it. I didn't want to play man. soccer yeah. anymore. Yeah, I don't think you can handle like Edmonton then. Yeah, it's got to be cold. No. Yeah. I moved to Hawaii after that, Gabe. Come on. Yeah. I like the beach, not the snow. I only like the snow for two weeks. It actually worked out, the, the timing worked out well for Canada to play Mexico and Costa Rica in Canada in November. And I like the fact, too, Matthias, Canada could have put the game in domes if they wanted to. Right? <laughs> but, hey, why would you? You know what I mean? No. no of course. That, you have Costa Rica coming and Mexico coming. Right yeah, you want to make these guys freeze. Like, the, the colder the better. And it's actually worked out well that it's, like, freezing. That's pretty cold. All right? 24 degrees is pretty cold. That's minus 4 uh, Celsius and Fahrenheit and all that crap, whatever. Soccer's international, so we're giving you all the temperatures. I don't care what country you're in. That's cold. And That's freezing, and, Gabe. And, and, yeah, I know, but it's even worse, dude, that stadium, bro. It's like... It's not like a fancy new stadium, Matthias. It's like an old concrete sort of, like it's not. It's not fancy. Like it's cold. Like it's going to be cold in there for the Costa Ricans. Canada, baby, Canada. Canada's going to win. All right, El Salvador, El Salvador and Jamaica, and USA, Mexico. They're playing in Cincinnati. Get the temperature there. Five, four, three. USA all the way. 
The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers. Everybody kicking in San Diego, Los Angeles, the big stick. The mightier 1090. Shout out to all of our other AM radio affiliates joining us this evening as well. Uh, we're not done talking football yet. Mike Blewett will join us. And uh, Mike's kind of a sane guy. We'll get like a sane person's perspective on everything. You get the loudmouth malcontent, which is me, uh, Gabriel Morenci. So it's obviously been a busy night. Uh, the upsets continue, man, in the National Football League. Uh, the... The Baltimore Ravens ended up closing as eight-and-a-half-point favorites. Miami win the game outright. Miami just dominated the game, man. Baltimore just couldn't get anything going. And You know early, man, when Justin Tucker's missing field goals, that there's going to be a problem if you're on Baltimore. And we're seeing this right now. But is it just me? Or how crazy is it that we're only halfway through the season right now? We're a little past the halfway mark. It's 17. There is real no official halfway. So we're past, you know, we're past that. So there is so much football left, man. Like we're ready to anoint Vince Lombardi trophies, man. We're giving away MVP awards and stuff. There's a lot of racetrack left. All right. Hell, there's a lot of racetrack left in the college football landscape, and there's only three games left. All right. So. You know, NFL football, I know we all get it all. Baltimore this and, like, whatever. You know what I mean? Baltimore just got caught like everyone else is getting caught. Just like the Buffalo Bills got caught. But who would have thought, imagine, you know what I mean? The Buffalo Bills, the Baltimore barely, barely scored a freaking touchdown tonight. Right? Like, you know, imagine the Buffalo Bills couldn't score a touchdown against Jacksonville, the Cowboys, like the upsets, man. And does this team continue into this week? All right, so we're going to break down the games. Mike Blewett's going to step up, and then Odell Beckham, of course, signs uh, with the Los Angeles Rams. A lot of excitement uh, with the Rams bringing in Vaughn Miller. Now Odell Beckham. Uh, point spread remains the same. All right, so the Rams are minus four right now, but there's been a little movement as far as the futures are concerned. Updated Super Bowl odds right now. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are co-favorites with the Buffalo Bills. And... I don't know if the odds makers are paying attention and watching the Buffalo Bills play football, but am I missing something? Because I've watched every minute of every Buffalo Bill game. Super Bowl. Buffalo Bills couldn't win the Puppy Bowl right now. Late night anger management class continues. Give me the Labradors plus seven. This is the Technology Minute with George Capalbo. A private ride to space. It's all fun and games if you're William Shatner. In an instant, you go, whoa. Otherwise, lately, space tourism is having a few technical problems. SpaceX Crew Dragon? Stinky. Leaky Plumbing? Oh. Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic? Grounded by the FAA for airspace violations. And unless you're comped like Shatner for your ride, so weird. your one-hour flight, really expensive. Now there's an alternative. Worldview and Space Perspective are offering up to 12-hour leisurely balloon flights 100,000 feet up to the top of the stratosphere with gourmet meals in the world's highest rooftop bar. With separate plumbing. Follow me at Chicopelbo on Twitter and stay tuned to The Technology Minute for more cool stuff like this.
When you're sick, you call a doctor. When your pipes break, you call a plumber. And when you're ready to win, you keep it right here. For sports gaming strategies and information, experts, it's a thing. The home of the winning edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. management class this is sports rage the thursday night does throw down let's do this thing as we bring in the sports grid radio and television networks mike blew it to talk nfl football there's really not a lot of stuff going on so i guess we could talk about the upcoming draft a little bit and, <laughs> and uh, i don't know hey to get his take on Aaron Rodgers' fines and all that type of stuff whoa nelly i thought whoa cam newton signed i was waiting for odell beckham and we got the cam newton news and then boom and then boom odell beckham Los Angeles Rams, Mike Blewett, how you doing? Good, just as you start uh, finish scratching your head over the Cam Newton news, the OBJ news comes over the top, he ends up in LA, and we can parse that apart, but a really interesting addition as the Rams continue to obviously push towards a what they hope is a championship season. Yeah, the Rams players should all take their own names off the back of the jerseys, and it should just say "All In." <laughs> like, like that's the name of the team. Like everybody's just all listens. So let me ask you, Mike, because you know the Rams were brought up on a couple of occasions. What about the Rams? Just because it's so Odellish and Hollywoodish, and and yeah. you know the Rams were spending money everywhere, and the Rams have brought superstars in. But I always personally thought. The Rams have Cooper Cup. The Rams have Robert Woods. Uh, they've got Jefferson. They've got Matthew Stafford. Do they really need Odell? And I'm not even talking from a do you want Odell in the room standpoint. I'm just talking from a purely physical football standpoint. So what's your take on that? Did the Rams need Odell, or is this just a luxury item? Um, I, I think luxury is probably a little too heavy-handed for, for this reason. Von Miller is maybe not the same player that we saw a few years ago, right? He's had some injuries, and yet they were willing to bring him in. Uh, Odell, perhaps, will never recapture the glory that he saw in New York, or at least the way he took the league by storm a few years ago. He's 29 years old. Uh, You're right. They do have Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, who are right around his age. Cooper Cup currently with 32% of the targets on the team, a monster number. Woods with 21%. Deshaun Jackson, a 35-year-old wide receiver, left because he wasn't seeing the ball enough. You mentioned Van Jefferson and Tyler Higby, uh, 46 targets each, 14% of the work thus far. But I'll say this. If you had one criticism of the Rams going into the season, and this was certainly my criticism, is that they did not have enough depth. The Rams are very talented. They're a very good team. If things go well for them, maybe they could win the division. Maybe they do get to the Super Bowl, but suffer one injury and down go their hopes down the drain. So what if Robert Woods got hurt? Got hurt great point. In, in the last few weeks. You have Odell Beckham to step up, and we know he's better, talented, more talented than Van Jefferson, even though Van Jefferson's having a pretty good season. So when they add Von Miller and they add Odell Beckham in the last two weeks to a team that we criticize depth on, you at least have to hand it to them that they are going for it in the proper way. I think that's a great analysis, and let's let's look at what Tampa Bay. I think they're almost taking a Tampa Bay, um, the the route that Tampa did last year. If we can yeah. get a good player that's a blue chip, that's a Hall of Famer, that's a champion, and he wants to play for us, bring him in, 
right? Bring Grunt Kyle. Everyone sort of rolled their eyes in the same way that we've seen how many people, and I've seen people all week, ha, 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 why does everyone talk about Odell? He sucks. Nobody wants him, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, you're a bunch of losers on the couch, and guys and coaches that are trying to win a Super Bowl will want him. So he ends up on a good team, and I'm thinking as well, I do like Cooper Cup, and I like Woods, but, and you said that they lack depth. Another thing that I thought that they were sort of missing, sort of stretch that field, right? You know, Woods is good, you know, Cup is good, but neither of these guys are stretching the field, and that big, big play capability, now they have that, and quite frankly, Odell can help Woods and help Cup right now, because love him or hate him, you're still going to have to cover him, because if he's healthy, and he's happy, and he's on the field, he can make plays for the Rams. Yeah, and they did. I mean, they, they released Sean, Deshaun Jackson, and they also had Tutu Atwell, a rookie wide receiver, go down with injuries. So they're backfilling their depth in a significant way. Uh, you probably want more explosivity. We'll see if, if Odell can add that. But I, I have not been panicked about the Rams at all. I know it was a bad loss uh, to the Titans over the weekend. But the reality for me is I, I still think they are one of the class teams of the NFC. You mentioned the Bucks. Obviously, the Cardinals are right there. And the Packers, if they can get their quarterback and wide receivers back and healthy, I think they're obviously going to be challenging. But the Rams are a top-four team in the NFC, and I think this only bolsters that position. Mike, when you look at the NFL standings, we're in conversation with Mike Blue at Sports Grid Radio and Television Networks. Mike Blue and I am Gabriel Redsey, kicking in Sirius XM Channel 159, the mightier 1090. When you look at the National Football League uh, this year, and every game is just so important. Right, every game is so important. There's so so you know. There's no room. Like tiebreakers are just going to be so big, which leads me into this this Rams game against the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, the Rams are trying to keep pace uh, with the Arizona Cardinals, and I'll tell you what, it's not going to be fun for the division winner uh, that has to play either Arizona or the LA Rams because one of those teams going to end up being a wild card. You're, you're right. Absolutely. Uh, it, it's tough. You, you mentioned the NFC. The AFC right now has nine teams with five wins. I've never, can you recall anything like this, Mike, match. this late in the season? Yeah. I can't. I can't. And, 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 and when you and I would sit there and analyze the teams, we would think there's a, there's a Grand Canyon between the Bills and the Broncos. But well, the Bills are five and three. The Broncos are a half a game behind them at five and four. New England's a half a game out of first place. So how can we realistically say that there's that much of a difference? The Bills just had an absolutely horrendous loss. I'm not panicked about them like uh, either. But I, I I do think that the AFC is wild. And to your point about the NFC, yeah, I, I think those teams at the top of the NFC, and it's fair to throw Dallas in there as well, even though they're coming off a bad loss. I think a lot of the good teams have had one bad loss along the way, with the exception of the Cardinals. I think you have to put Dallas in there with the teams that are sort of sharpening their iron sharpens iron at the top. Dallas, Green Bay, Tampa, Arizona, L.A. Uh, I think the Saints and those other teams are chasing them, uh, and there's a pretty big distance between the divisional winners plus the Rams and everybody else. Now, one thing, one thing that I will say – I wasn't a massive fan of the 17-game uh, schedule. 
I think it, it it drags it out a little bit too much. And, you know, you know, all right, next thing it's 17. Then, you know, they're going to be doing 18, right? And, and it's just, it becomes too long. But at the same point in time, it has sort of thrown a, uh, a life raft, so to speak, to teams. Like, if you're San Francisco, you're Seattle. Normally now in a 16-game season, you'd be like, man, we're kind of done here, right? Like, we're, we're in a lot of trouble. Like, mathematically, we're in a lot of trouble. But, Mike, you throw in the fact that there's an extra wild card team now, so you get the extra spot, and, oh, yeah, there's an extra week. You can still talk yourself in, into believing that you can still get back in this thing, and they can. But, man, these games are so big this week, aren't they? The Rams and the 49ers, and then, of course, we haven't even gotten into Seattle and, and Green Bay yet. Yeah, and I would say that the Niners are the team I think that people are going to be focused on. Seattle's entire season obviously hinges on the fact uh, on whether or not Russ Wilson can come back this week or as soon as he can come back and start grinding out wins, you're always going to have a chance with him there. But the Niners, Niners, I feel, are the team. Yes, they've been banged up. They got George Kittle back. But they have not been playing to the level that anybody anticipated, even though you and I sat here three months ago and said the NFC West is crazy. We don't know exactly how that's going to play out. And we gave the Niners a shot. They're they're four and a half games off the pace of the Cardinals. But if they can start to play a little bit better, get a little bit healthier, I still think the Niners are the type of team that are dangerous to play on a week-to-week basis, even though if we take a step back, we say, well, how explosive is their offense really? Can they really grind out wins in this way when Kyler Murray and Matt Stafford and Tom Brady are all playing for the MVP? No, I've given up. I've given up on the San Francisco 49ers. I think they're going to lose to the Rams. And if there's a team that I'm buying into, it's Seattle. I think Seattle getting Russell Wilson back. I think Seattle still have a run left in them. And I'll get your take on the Seattle-Green Bay game on the other side. And we'll get uh, Mike Blue's take on Cam Newton. Uh, back with the Carolina Panthers. Busy day in the National Football League. Let's do it. Bring it. Pharrell on the bench. I was at the grocery store the other day, and I had the checkout lady and a lady behind me arguing about Aaron Rodgers, and I'm in the middle like a bologna sandwich, and I'm sitting there going, is this happening to me? You know, I know they got this whole thing now, all the chicks watch football. Yeah, I still haven't found them in my neighborhood. It's Pharrell on the bench with Scott Pharrell, weeknights, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific, on the home of the Winning Edge, the Sports Grid Radio Network. If you want to win, you need four things. A strategy, a plan, information, and sports grid. Actually, come to think of it, you really only need sports grid. We're already giving you that other stuff. We just call it the winning edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. We're breaking it down. We're chopping up with Mike Blewett. You can catch Mike Sunday mornings on the Sports Grid Radio and Television Network, Sirius XM, Channel 159. So Shanahan has been pretty steadfast, and he keeps getting asked about Trey Lance. When are you going to play Trey Lance? When are you going to play uh, Trey Lance? And he says, Jimmy G is our guy. They're, they're another Monday nighter. They can't win at home, which is amazing that they haven't won a home game. 
I tell you what, uh, were there reports now, Lock and Fora reported that you know, 49er ownership are starting to get frustrated. They've given Lynch and Shanahan everything that they've wanted and carte blanche. And, you know, I used an analogy earlier in the week, quite frankly. They gave him the keys to the Ferrari, and the Ferrari's in a ditch right now, right? Like, it's in yeah. the ditch, and are they getting it out of the ditch, or are they digging a digger uh, hole here? Massive game for the 49er organization. Like, Shanahan's been one of the golden boys of the NFL yet. He's had one winning record, one winning season there, bro. Yeah, absolutely. And if they don't, if they go down to the Rams, they'll fall to three and six with the Jaguars coming up. Uh, you, maybe they get back to four and six. They play a Vikings team, which you and I both would probably roll our eyes at. But the Vikings are in every single game that they play. They just can't close them out. They keep losing in overtime. Then they're at Seattle, at Cincinnati. They have games remaining at Tennessee and at the Rams again. So they have four games on the road at the back half of the season that are going to be tough outs. It doesn't matter what you think of Seattle. Playing there in a Sunday night game is difficult. And Cincinnati, yes, they've come back to earth, but they've shown themselves to be dangerous. Tennessee, there's no question that Tennessee, even if you don't think they're the best team in the league, they're the hottest team and have had the most impressive wins thus far in the NFL. And the Rams in week 18, they're going to be playing for seeding. So they're not going to get any easy outs. The reason I like the Niners a little bit going into the year is because their schedule was soft up front, and that didn't prove to be the case. They were two and four, and now they might find themselves in a situation where they're three and six, and the Rams, it could not have gone worse for the Niners. They come off a bad loss to the Cardinals, to Colt McCoy, who's obviously a legitimate backup, but they give up 31 points to the Cardinals, and James Conner goes crazy. And now they have to play the Rams coming off a really shocking loss to them. So the Rams may be a little bit extra motivated in this divisional matchup where they badly need the win to keep pace with the Cardinals. Uh, Mike, some critical games uh, this week. Cleveland Browns, New England Patriots. Massive game, specifically for the tiebreakers. That's the thing. Conference play and division play has never been as critical this year. Like, it had never been as critical. I mean, look, look, you talked about throwing records out there. Look at the Buffalo Bills, right? Buffalo Bills, Pittsburgh Steelers have the same. All these teams have the same records, right? So the head-to-head matchups really could come into, into play here, especially for teams like Cleveland and New England that might not win a division, right? So, like, Buffalo, okay, you lost to Pittsburgh, and you might have to say whatever. All right, we're going to win a division. Most likely. I don't know. They're only half game up on the Patriots right now. So, who knows? But massive game for tiebreaker purposes here. Cleveland, and it's, it's funny. One thing with the Browns I noticed, Mike, when the Browns win, everybody seems to buy in that they're amazing. And when they lose, people buy in that they're the Browns again. Right? Like, they really sort of, there's the, the roller coaster of emotions is real when it, when it comes to the Cleveland Browns. And you got Matt Jones, um, um, who, of course, is, you know, being called out. Oh, he twisted the guy's ankle and all of this type of stuff. And then people forget, Belichick, this is against his former team as well. You know, that was a big storyline against Brady. He doesn't get a run here against his former team. Who do you like in this game, Browns or Pats? So I think you hit on a really important part of this game. I think this game, as much as any game this week, is going to really change the perception of the team that wins this game. You have the Pats winning four of five. Their only loss, an overtime loss to Dallas. And the other loss before that was the last second missed field goal loss against the Tampa Bay Bucks. So you have the Pats, the Pats on that kind of run. You have the Browns now finally getting their legs under them, and they're in a situation where you know what, maybe the Browns, they pull off this win and the Ravens lose a game and then the Browns are, are headed back towards first place or at least a tie for first place. 
the problem I have with the Browns right now is they continue to be banged up. There's COVID positive COVID test, Kareem Hunt still on IR. And even though I do think that the Browns in total are a better team than the Patriots, going up there without your full complement of players is going to be a tough scenario for them. I do like the Browns if they get some guys off the COVID list here, but you can't go up against Bill Belichick with a banged up offensive line and Dearness Johnson running the ball and expect to win. I was not bullish on the Patriots this year, but I do have bets for them, Gabe, to make the wild card. I think these free agency signings, as we have seen, are going to bolster them for this year. Will it be a long-term impact for Matt Judon and Hunter Henry and yeah. John U. Smith? I don't know, but I think this year, this is a playoff team to me. And I, I got to be honest with you, I thought they were in a mix for, for Odell. I think, and they were actually, yeah. they would have. I just don't think he was, it was at the top of his list. Uh, maybe if he had, you know, why is he going to end up there if he had the glamour teams? And if you guys recall, actually, when, when he got traded from the Giants, he wanted to get traded to Los Angeles, right? Like, he actually, like, that was the thing. He lives in L.A. He's got a place in L.A. And yeah. so, he, you know, he ends up there when it's all said and done. So let me ask you, Mike, because there's another game, and I totally agree with you. The winner of this football game is going to be feeling pretty good about themselves at 6-4, and four, saying, you know what? Look yeah. what happened to us all year, and boom, we're 6-4 and four right now. Let's do this thing. I, I totally agree with you. I feel the same way about the Sunday nighter, man. Like, this is like a crossroads game. And, you know, if you look at the team's records and the Raiders' record and the Chiefs' record, it's not – you can't say, well, you're the loser, your season's over. But, man, is this big, Mike. You know what I mean? Massive. Like, the yeah. Chiefs are struggling. You know what I mean? They're 5-4. and four, They're 1-4 and four in the conference. Um, they're 0-1 in the division. Like it would be like they would be in a lot of trouble at five and five, and they can they would have to win a division because they're not going to get the wild card. Then suddenly the Chiefs, not to mention the Chiefs, that conference record, they would be one and five, and they would have big problems. Chiefs win this game, it's like, well, guys, after all this, we're not scoring, but we're actually uh, we're in first place. You know, yeah. the Raiders can bury these guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is such a pivotal game for everyone in this division. And look at the Broncos are suddenly back in this. But you get my point about this Raider Chief game? It's a crossroads game. Like, Raiders win this, and it's somehow through everything we've been through. This is unbelievable. We're 6-3, and three, and we're a team of destiny. We believe in this. The Chiefs win this football game, and it's like, yeah, we're not scoring, but we're in first place. What a game. What a big game. Yeah. Agreed. I don't know that any, obviously, I don't think any team could compare not just this season, but I can't think of any other seasons where teams have had more thrown at them than the Raiders have this season. And they're still been able to get through it to some extent. I, I think there was bound to be a letdown and an emotional letdown at some point. Uh, going cross country to play games is difficult no matter what time of year it is and they had or who you're playing, but they had a letdown against the Giants coming off of two. And they actually could have won the game, Mike. I know you watch all the games. They settled for a lot of field goals, actually. They were moving the ball. Like, even though they were flat and worn out, you could tell, but they still nearly won the game. Agreed. Agreed. And the Chiefs, it's all a matter of our expectations, right? We had a lot higher expectations than the Chiefs than what they are delivering. I will only say they still have, in the midst of all of this, won three of their last four games. They got blown yes, out. <laughs> but have won three of their last four games. But you and I, it, obviously, we watch the games, and we know that this offense is miles from where they used to be. Yeah, but they you and I aren't voters. And the, 
There's no right. no voters. This ain't college. You know what I'm saying? So That's it doesn't right. matter. That's Style right. points don't matter here. <laughs> That's right. They have, still have one, three, or four. And if they win this weekend, they're going to be at the top of the division. It's just this, the AFC West has proven to be at, as competitive as we thought the NFC West was going to be between the Chiefs and the Chargers, the Raiders playing above their heads. The Broncos, we were willing to throw dirt on them, right? Because the three teams that they beat at the beginning of the year were garbage teams, the Jets and the Jaguars and the Giants. So ah, their wins didn't mean anything. Well, here they go, and they're trading people away, but they win two games in a row. They beat Washington and Dallas. They're beating up on the NFC East, they're now 3-0 and against them, and they have the Eagles coming up. They could sweep the NFC East to make their season uh, something to behold. That's uh, unreal. I know that keep, stupid keep, division. And keep, <laughs> yeah, keep them alive for a playoff spot. Uh, people are willing to push Vic Fangio out the door, but they had some linebacker issues. They traded for Kenny Young. They get rid of Von Miller and rightfully get something back for a player that they weren't going to re-sign. I still think they have a lot of challenges, and they're playing. They're trying to play 1990s football with Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. But it doesn't mean it never works, Gabe. It just means that at the end of the year, if they make the playoffs, we won't give them a shot for anything. But could the Broncos win half their games the rest of the way? I suppose it's possible. I bet against it. Uh, they got the Lions in there, the Eagles, and uh, a bunch of divisional matchups. That's really the rest of their schedule. So you have to give them a puncher's chance, even though I, I think they're on the outside looking in at the end of the year, just because some of the other teams we just talked about, the Pats, the Browns and the Chiefs and Chargers, three of those teams that I just mentioned could very well be the wild card teams. All right, Mike, we got about 30 seconds here. This Philadelphia-Denver game has trap written all over, and this is another one. Denver wins this, and then that's getting real. That's getting serious. Then Denver actually in this thing for real. I don't know, though. It feels like a trap to me, that game. And I don't even think Philly are good, but I think Philly could win that game. Who do you like in that game? And what about Seattle-Green Bay? We got about 20 seconds here. Yeah, I would say with Seattle, Green Bay, if Rodgers is back, I don't think there's any way they lose that one at home. As far as Philly and Denver, gosh, these are the two teams that you want to throw the dirt on every, at the end of the week. But I'll give Jalen Hurts a puncher's chance on the road. Jalen, and it's interesting you say so. You think Aaron Rodgers, huh? I know he hasn't practiced in a while. Hasn't practiced. Yeah, yeah. Russell Wilson's back. All right, I'm looking, man, big, big weekend of football. Not that we didn't even get to college football. Go Blue. Michigan, Penn State this weekend. Big game, Blue it. <laughs> yeah, you got it, buddy. Hey, we'll catch up with you the next week. Great stuff. Uh, thanks a lot for taking the time to visit. We'll, we'll be tuning in Sunday morning right here. Sports Radio. Sirius XM Channel 159. Thanks, Mike. Sports Professor Rick Haro inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports with your Sports News Minute. Well, this Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Orlando, the National Speech and Debate Championship, inspired by the Marcus Foundation and implemented by the Florida Department of Education and the Commissioner of Education, Richard Corcoran, the team put together an incredible event and sports emerging for the first time as part of this. I'm lucky enough to be involved in putting a committee together of teams and leagues to talk about how sports is very important in debate. After all, we hug it out after a game, even if we violently disagree among teams, and debate itself increases SATs about 70 points and grade point averages about half a point. Debate makes sports cooler and more diverse, and it works the other way around as well. 160,000 debaters around the country in high school, more in sports, good things ahead, just like the spelling bee, it is clearly sports. Sports professor Rick Haro.
Sports News Minute. You're a true player. You look for every advantage you can get. Congratulations. You just found it. The winning edge. Sports gaming strategies and information you won't find anywhere else. 24 hours a day. Seven days a week. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. I disagree. Yeah, I disagree as well. I made stupider bets. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. Clippers 112 over to Miami Heat. Heat keep losing on the road. It's been a rough uh, road trip for them. But unbelievable, man. The Clippers have won six straight, and the LA Kings have won seven straight. You know. Who would have imagined? We talk about the same city plays and stuff all the time, but when you talk about L.A. sports teams, you know, the Lakers, the Dodgers, the, you know, the Rams, Odell Beckham, poor L.A. Kings. Uh, these guys, seven-game win streak. <laughs> Odell Beckham. <laughs> I so guess you be could a little... sprinkle the Ducks in there a little bit, even though they're not L.A. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Of, you know, the, sorry the the Ducks are good hockey, surprisingly, Gabe. They are. They are, good. actually. If you're taking the Ducks, well, people thought they were going to be terrible, terrible. But you know what? Um, so how is that possible? Let me ask you something. Let me ask everybody something here right now. How is it possible that the Ducks and the Angels play in the same place, but they're called different cities? <laughs> you know what I mean? Marketing. <laughs> yeah, it's such a pile of crap, the L.A. Angels. Yeah, I think that's so, the since answer. You're, it's not L.A. Like, you guys don't even want to be L.A. And, in fact, I brought this up with uh, with Paul Bovey. Bovey, like, snapped back at me because I said uh, when he was on last time, I said, and Paul, Paul's in L.A. And uh, he goes, well, you know, I'm actually, you know, Orange County. He's a Hollywood he goes, guy. You know, no, he said Orange County. He goes, I'm not oh, really yeah, L.A. exactly, exactly. He goes, you know, there's right. a difference. And he goes, uh, you know, I don't, you know, because I don't live in L.A., you know. I'm, I live in Orange County. <laughs> he made a point of raising that. So it's like, well, you guys, when it's your baseball team, suddenly you want to be L.A. You're not L.A. We all know it's not L.A. It's not L.A. You, got, you, you know, if you have your own effing airport, bro, you're a different city, bro. You know what I'm saying? John Wayne Absolutely. International I Airport. Agree, you got your own airport. Anaheim's I think they changed LA. the name, though. I think they changed the name of the airport. It's not John Wayne I, anymore. I, didn't the Ducks change their name twice? They, they were the Anaheim Ducks, and then he changed it to the Los Angeles uh, of Anaheim Ducks or something like that, and then they went no. back? No. No. They've always been the Anaheim Ducks. The only thing they ever changed was the mighty part. <clears throat> they used to be the mighty Ducks, right? <laughs> They're the Ducks. <laughs> Like that's the only, they changed, you know what I mean, they got meaner. But no, they never went with L.A. They've stuck with Anaheim. Or was that the Angels the, that did that? Did the Angels do that? Well, yeah, the Angels. When you looked at the Angels game, it would say L-A-A-A. And if they played the Dodgers, it would say L-A-D. But it used to say Anaheim Angels. And and they I think they switched to the Los Angeles uh, Angels for the marketing reasons. That's, yeah, why that's ridiculous. What do you mean you think? That's what I was just saying, bro. They're called the LA Angels. Yes, Matias. Yes. I mean, do you think? Yes, that's what they're called. Um, 
You don't watch a lot of baseball, do you? <laughs> we'll, we'll ask him. We'll stick to the soccer taste. I knew that they changed their taste. Stick to the soccer taste. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for your contribution. Yes. Um, but it, that's the stupidity of it. The Angels should be called the Anaheim Angels or the California Angels, which they were, right? Which they were. And you know what? They used to actually be the L.A. whatever. These teams go back and forth. But it's just stupid. I just find it comical that it's the Anaheim Ducks, but it's the Los Angeles Angels, and you both play in the same damn parking lot. But uh, whatever. Uh, But, yeah, Anaheim Ducks playing good hockey. And they're cashing tickets as well. But it's amazing, man. Like, listen, the Clippers haven't played anybody. they got a six-game win streak. I'm not going to take it away. Wins are wins. It doesn't matter who you play. All right, wins are wins, but the L.A. Kings, like, wow. And like I said, the poor bastards, L.A. Kings, listen, the L.A. Kings wouldn't really get much attention in Los Angeles at the best of times, even on a seven-game win streak, but the day that Odell Beckham arrives, poor bastards are kind of flying under the radar. (laughs) So at least we're giving you attention, uh, L.A. LA Kings getting it done. Um, I'm happy because I, I took them tonight. I learned my lesson. I bet against them a couple of times, and I caught on. I'm like, and plus the Ottawa Senators have a COVID issue, and Ottawa aren't that good. So I want to talk about the Raider game, Raiders and Chiefs. And it sort of just came to me, all right? It came to me like a light shining through a window, like a beacon of hope, a beacon of hope sent down from the heavens. And, you know, the, the light just sort of went off. And, I, you know, and it was, we're talking to Mike Blewett and stuff, and I'm thinking, and we're talking about this game, and, oh, what a big game it is, and, oh, the Chiefs can get buried and all this. This is the best price that you're going to get Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs ever. You're getting Apple stock on sale here, Black Friday sale. Yeah, this is this is the uh, everything must go clearance. All right, you, so you know it just sort of hit me. I'm thinking, you know, well, this game's an interesting game, isn't it? Yeah, it's interesting, but let's just like dig down deeper here. Who do you actually want here in this game? Who do you trust more? I don't know. The Kansas City Chiefs have not like lost one of their starting players uh, due to him like killing somebody in the last uh, week and a half. I think there's sort of an accept, you know, this this perception that wow, they lost against the Giants, they're just going to flip the switch. Let's just analyze the actual teams. The Chiefs are a better football team than the Raiders are. The Chiefs are a better football team than the Raiders are, and the the Chiefs are winning football games. It's just they're not putting up the you know, massive points. But conversely, I think you can say, well, look, their defense has actually been playing pretty well. And their defense has been playing pretty well. I mean, they held Washington to 13 points. They got beat up by Tennessee, who who hasn't. Uh, the New York Giant game held the Giants to 17 points. They held the Packers to one touchdown late uh, in that game. Kansas City's defense has actually played well. And so this is the deal here. You're getting the Kansas City Chiefs a minus two and a half on the money line. Did, did, so you are you going to bet that Patrick Mahomes is going to continue to suck every week? Because he has sucked. And he knows he sucked. Last week in the game, he averaged 3.2 yards per pass in the air. Like when he threw a football in the air, was averaging 3.2 yards. 
which is pretty insane. All right? Like, his confidence is a little shot. He doesn't want to throw it down the field and stuff. But I tell you what, I trust him. I trust him. To me, Mahomes is like Steph Curry, who's missed a bunch of threes for like a week or two in a row. Whatever, bro, the shot's going to come back. And it's not just it's not just Mahomes, it's the offensive line. But in a, in a big-time matchup like this, in which it's one thing to bet against the Kansas City Chiefs on a weekly basis like we have. All right? And we've been doing it, man. And the Chiefs are now 4-16 and 16 against the spread in their last 20 football games. And we've been we've been we've been we've been along for the ride, but it's it a hell, hell of a lot of difference when you look at the point spread uh, range that they're in here right now. The Kansas City Chiefs aren't usually only laying two points, right? So now now you know you find yourself all right. They basically just need to win a football game. They have historically also dominated the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders got one win against them last year, but, you know, for the most part, it's just it's been Kansas City. Kansas City won 35-31. The Raiders beat them 40-32. KC 40-9. KC 28-10. KC 35-3. KC 40-33. KC 26-15. You know what I mean? Like, we can go down the list here. You know, I just, this game, it just sort of came to me, and I'm thinking it's such a monster game for both teams. The Kansas City Chiefs season literally is on the line here. Like, the, you know, we're not kidding. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when you look at the divisions and you look at the standings and everything, the conference record is going to be paramount this year. Like, unless the Chiefs win a division, they're in a lot of trouble. Right? Like, guys, they're one and F. Like, they, they don't win games in the conference. It's a big problem for them. Like, the Chiefs are lucky in a sense that they keep playing the uh, the NFC East all the time. But they're 1-4 in the AFC. It's a problem. The Chargers are 3-2. and two. The Raiders are 4-1. and one. Right? Like, so the Chargers and Raiders put themselves in a situation that if they're fighting for a wild card and it's like head-to-head, it's like, yeah, we have a better conference record than you and we beat you, etc. That's going to be big. Kansas City understand the importance of this game. The Raiders have shown a hell of a lot. Like, how the hell are the Raiders going to be 6-3 and three after all this? Like, how, how, you know, I just, I trust Kansas City in, in a spot in which all they got to do is basically win the football game. I'm not asking them to put up 82 points. I don't care if Mahomes breaks records or not. I like this a lot. This I'm going to go big on this. Because to me, I'm getting a blue chip stock here at its lowest possible price. I'm getting the Kansas City Chiefs at minus two and a half or minus 140 on the money line. You know, how how do I not step up here in this spot? I have confidence and I have a belief that the the Chiefs offense will do enough to win this football game. Like I said, it's like if you want to bet against Mahomes and we've been doing it, right? But at some point in time, man, you keep putting your hand, man, inside the uh, the you know the the, the cage. Eventually, to, you know, eventually you're going to get bit. <laughs> and I always use the expression, "You can't rob the same bank two times in a row." It's the same thing. Like at some point in time, like all this Kansas City suck stuff. Yeah, it's all good. They've won three of their last four football games, so I don't know how much they actually suck. Mahomes is struggling. Their offense is struggling. 
but doesn't mean it's going to struggle every week. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs in this game. I'm bought in. I'm all in, just like the Rams. We're all in. Give me the Chiefs. I, I see you raging big on Sunday night. Now I'm excited for the show on Sunday night because we're coming on right after that Sunday night football game. Oh, boy, yeah, they bet. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so I, could see, I could see an emotional roller coaster coming up hot. So I'll either come on and I'll look like a genius. I'll see I effing told you on Thursday, the Chiefs. Oh, I'm going to come on and really rip them. The Chiefs are terrible. <laughs> they can't get out of their Perfect for promo material. Perfect promo material. No, no, they, they, the Chiefs are going to win this game. I like the Chiefs. I like the I'm Raiders buying game. I'm actually surprised that you like the Chiefs in this spot. I, re- I thought you were going to go big and go on the Raiders. No. It's hard to bet on the Chiefs right now. I just can't trust them. No, that's why. I'm glad that you say that because that's exactly I, why. That's why I the know. point spread that's is what, what it is. I thought when you said that. You like Babano. I'm not sure if you hear me. <laughs> like the Angels. That's why I just said it. Uh, no, no. There, there's a time with the Raiders. All right? They're the Raiders, bro. They're, they don't have that much talent. Their defense is good. It's going to catch up to them. Like, the Chiefs can slow down Darren Waller. I mean, you know what I mean? I, I would rather have Mahomes than Carr in this spot. I'd rather have Mahomes. I'd rather have Reed. I'd rather just have an entire Kansas City Chief team that knows that everybody says that they suck. That says, oh, they can't, you know what I mean? They can't do this. They can't do that. Like I said, they've been winning football games. It's not like they're not winning games. It's just it's not the same way. But the defense has been playing well. As we stated, they held the, the Packers to seven points. Yeah, it was Jordan Love. But still, they still held them to a late touchdown. New York Giants, they held to 17 points. Washington, 13. You know, not great teams, but the Raiders were held to 16 points in New York last week themselves. Kansas City's going to beat them. The late-night anger management class. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. This is Sports Rage, quickest 180 minutes in sports talk radio, and wow, we are done. We're into the three-minute warning right now. So I just told you, we're like the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs are going to beat the Raiders on uh, Sunday night. And um, we've got a big game tomorrow night, actually. Uh, Early start time, too. Cool. We're going to be on just as this game kicks off, so we'll be on during this game tomorrow night. Uh, during game time decisions, 6 o'clock Eastern, right here on Sirius XM, Channel 159, Sports Grid Radio Networks. We'll be back tomorrow night on the Mightier 1090 as well. Cincinnati and uh, South Florida. So, of course, Cincinnati's knocking on the door right now as far as the playoffs are concerned. They come into this football game with a 9-0 and record. Uh, style points do matter. Uh, for them and this is the problem because they shouldn't and then it leads into like stupid stuff but the committee is analyzing every damn play that they make the committee is going to be analyzing what the score is at the half and it puts them under a lot of pressure actually so listen South Florida are not very good they've been playing better the last couple of weeks their offense came alive last week against Houston South Florida's defense is not very good 
The total is 57 and a half in this game. Cincinnati better like lay like a ton of points on the board here against these guys. Uh, otherwise, they're going to play themselves right out of the playoffs. All right, the committee already doesn't want to put them in, and Cincinnati's going to need like a bunch of things to happen to get in in the first place. You know, they're 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 teasingly close right now, but they are, but they're not. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those deals. The committee hasn't been impressed with the local, the the most recent run of games uh, that the Bearcats and the Bearcats know it, and they're getting frustrated. Wow, well, we're winning games, and you know I get it; it's frustrating. But 28-20 against Tulsa, 31-12 against Tulane, 21-27-20 against Navy. All right, they haven't smoked someone since UCF. You look at South Florida; these guys gave up 54 to Houston. 29 East Carolina. They gave up 32 to Tulsa. 41 to SMU. Take the over in this game. Cincinnati can't take the pedal off the metal. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. You're listening to the home of the winning edge. It's easy to get. Just keep it here. Get on the grid. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM.